You're listening to the Speaking Tongues podcast. I'm your host, El Sharice. Each week, I sit down to a conversation with multilinguals where we discuss and celebrate language, life, and culture through our own perspectives. Episode 101, Speaking Tamil. Hello, language lovers. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Speaking Tongues, the podcast and conversation with multilinguals. This week, we're talking about Tamil with Aisha from Tamil for Kids. In this episode, we talk about Tamil as it's spoken in Singapore, where Aisha's from, and in Tamil Nadu in India. We talk about similarities between Malayalam and Tamil and how, through films and pop culture, she's been able to understand and communicate in basic Hindi. We discuss formal and spoken Tamil and the ways in which they differ, and the Tamil grammar and alphabet, including borrowings from Sanskrit. Now, there's also a moment here where Aisha is reading something that I'm holding up that's written in Tamil. And if you want to see what we're talking about, you can see images of it on my social media or on my website just to follow along. Aisha and I talk about how clothing plays a part in strengthening familial bonds and linking generations multilingualism in India, and she tells us about how she's helping kids to learn Tamil in Singapore and beyond with Tamil for Kids. Big thank you to Aisha for this fun conversation full of Tamil language, culture, and laughs. If you enjoy episodes of Speaking Tongues, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the Speaking Tongues podcast on Apple Podcasts, and like and subscribe on YouTube so that other language lovers like ourselves can find the show. And if you've been a longtime listener of the show or even a recent listener, you can now support the show on buymeacoffee.com and Patreon extras are now available also. Links to all platforms are in the show notes. Okay, let's chat. Welcome back to another episode of Speaking Tongues. I'm here today with Aisha. How are you today, Aisha? Hi, Elle. I'm good. Thank you. How about you? I'm fantastic. I'm so happy to talk to you today. And I know we're going to have a great conversation because I have a lot to learn. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me on today. So we're going to be talking about Tamil and I like to start each episode with the same question and that is what is your first language and which languages have you learned to speak? Okay so Tamil is my mother tongue however I do consider both Tamil and English to be my first languages mainly because Singapore does have four national languages out of which two of them are English and Tamil. So for me, if you ask me to, you can't, I don't exactly get to choose a first language in a second. <laughs> so to me, both of them are like my first languages. Although yeah, in school, yeah, Tamil was the second language. Okay. Yeah. In in Singapore, is it is it common for people to have two like, yes, because okay. we are in general a multiracial, multi-ethnic society. So we have uh, English, Malay, Tamil and Chinese as our national languages. So uh, you typically will have everyone learn English as well as what their uh, mother tongue is as a second language. This goes on in schools all the way from first till the uh, grade 10 or 12, depending on how um, advanced level that you took your mother tongue in. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you're asking what other languages I've learned. So being in Singapore, I have definitely picked up a lot of basic Malay language. I can oh. understand a little Chinese, but my Chinese is getting rusty. <laughs> and I do know how to speak a little Hindi thanks to watching Hindi movies with subtitles in the board. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said that you can understand a little Hindi from watching mm-hmm. movies. So is there any similarity like between Tamil and Hindi? No. And that, okay. Not at, Not all. at all. Not at all. <laughs> Tamil has a lot of similarities to Malayalam, mm-hmm. but ap- I, there's like practically nothing. So there's very, very few similarities, if at all, between uh, Tamil and Hindi. But we do have a significant Hindi population. So our local channel used to play Hindi movies with subtitles almost every week. And that grew into get like that kind of piqued my interest when I was a kid. And as I grew older, you know, you have your Netflix, your Amazon Prime. And, you know, Hindi act, Bollywood actors are famous. Their Bollywood songs are famous. So, you know, I started kind of picking up the main parts of the language just by hearing it and reading the subtitles at the same time and over time and I have like you know ran into Hindi people here and there as friends or colleagues or like people you network with etc so I would I'm not fluent nowhere near fluent but I could make <laughs> broken sentences to find my way around and like basic basic stuff mm-hmm. and I could like kind of at least by context understand what they're talking about so that's kind of a cool thing that is really cool yeah thank you <laughs> I think that I'm so grateful to the Bollywood industry because I mean, not grateful to them, but like, I think it's really cool that like, it's so big and it's so like all over the world. Like even me, Mm -hmm. when I I had a phase when I was really into Bollywood movies. Yeah, definitely. Their beats are so catchy. You you can't put it down. They have like very fast beats. And even if you look at their dances, it's very lively. Like even the Tamil and film industry that I think media, like movies in general are really one of the best, most simple and stress-free way to pass around a language yeah so yeah. stress-free yeah, especially when yeah. the movies are especially like Indian movies whatever language they're in they're so entertaining they're yes so and so colorful so colorful <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and the clothes oh, yes <laughs> I just I love it I love it and it's it's one of those things for me where like I really I try not to be one of like um I don't want to appropriate anybody's mm-hmm. culture, but I just want to appreciate it. And I just like No, I oh. think that's very welcoming. Like if I see someone who's not Indian wear a sari, I would be really, really proud. Like I somehow don't relate to the concept of appropriation. I'm sure maybe it's just I've not been exposed to that mm. level of uh, people taking on, but it actually makes me smile and so happy when I see someone of a different ethnicity, like try on our attire or like, you know, want to try Indian food or even just try to speak a word or two to me. I'm like, wow. Because to me, that feels like they are making an effort to learn and appreciate something that they don't do in a daily basis. Mm. That's the way I mean maybe that's the way I grew up seeing it I don't know yeah yeah but I kind of look at it more that way like you know you are not just sticking to what you are but you are making an effort to learn and or appreciate whichever way it is like some people they just want to they want to learn but some people are doing it merely just for the appreciation or just to show me hey I 
I'm I, I like what you have out there. You know, I really really enjoy that. Like yeah. I'd be like, yay, there's somebody out there. <laughs> not what do you think you're doing wearing myself? No, it's not mine to begin with. It's I'm. It's like we share it with the globe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. I'm happy to hear that because if I could wear a sari, I would wear a sari oh. all the time. There's oh, you would look beautiful. gorgeous. You look gorgeous. <laughs> and by the way, nowadays they do have this like simple, easy to wear sari. So you do not have to take that entire seven yards and drape it by yourself and things like that. Like it's literally like a skirt pin on and you just pull it over your shoulders after that. Oh my so goodness. you might want to look into that. <laughs> I think I will. <laughs> I think I will. I just... Yeah man they're so beautiful and I could that's a certain elegance to it (laughs) they're so elegant that's what I love that's what I love about it because even in you know I've seen women even like running errands and doing casual things and Mm -hmm. you know they're wearing them like these beautiful obviously not like you know for weddings or like anything ornate but like even it's like I feel like if I would (laughs) run down in like my sweatpants (laughs) with a hole in it and like you know, just like completely the opposite of elegant. And then I see like a woman in sari and she's just like picking up groceries or she's on the train. Wow. Oh, <laughs> man. <laughs> I'm jealous. That is, a, that is a certain charm to it. I would it give is. you that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm actually glad to hear you see that in New York, actually. <laughs> Yeah, in New York, yeah, actually. It's wonderful, yeah. Yeah, and one thing that I, I mean, this is off topic, but mm-hmm. I'm, so, I'm sorry. I know it's early for you. But one thing that I see commonly in New York, and it just makes my heart like so happy. When I see like um, South a- South Asian families, mm-hmm. obviously, I don't know where they're from. And right, I'm right. Not, I, I don't want to assume, but mm-hmm. it'll be like the grandparents, mm-hmm. and then the parents, and then very small children. And the, the yes. grandparents are usually especially like the grandmother is usually like dressed and she's yes yes and they'll be like at the zoo or at the garden yeah because our ladies are still very shy to like especially the older ladies like say if you say grandparents it probably means like my parents and my grandparents generation they are still they are so they're very traditional so Mm -hmm. they're actually very hesitant to like swap to western pants and shirts it just makes them feel out of place so I've come to the point where I say as long as you're not freezing be where was whatever's comfortable yeah I know and I think it's just I think it's really sweet to see especially when they're with like the grandchild who's wearing like it's so adorable (laughs) (laughs) it's just it's so beautiful to see the generations and to see definitely definitely yeah yeah Yeah, that's the thing most of our culture really like family and culture you see I don't really think you're off topic because family and culture really do have a lot of connections together like you want to maintain the culture so your families maintain it and your culture gives you ways that actually strengthens your familial bonds right. like yeah one thing yes of course we we are you know saying that the grandparents are wearing it for their comfort level but they are also wearing it to show that youngest generation especially see in new york they are away from india they are away from their homeland they probably visit every year or maybe every few years more they don't have that touch to that Indian cultural wear unless they see it often enough mm. on their own family. Like you don't want them to detach it as something that only lives in Sunday school. Right. So how watching their grandparents wear it, watching their moms and dads wear it, that is what is going to strengthen. So they are kind of interlinked. You One is right. going to strengthen the other. 
you know, it all starts at home, literally. It does. Yeah. <laughs> it does yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for, for people who have migrated, they, that is their strongest and their best way to start ensuring that their culture, their language, their heritage passes on. It has, because they cannot, it's not like, okay, like in Singapore, we kind of, in a small way, we might take it for granted because it's everywhere in the community. We have a Tamil national radio station. We have a Tamil TV station. Schools conduct Tamil, you know? So it's kind of blended into our life a lot more than it is for those in other countries where they have to sort their own ways to bring mm. it in. And what is better, what is easier than just to you know, start it off at home and then you know, eventually in your small community? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, yeah, you're not off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I want to talk about Tamil as it's spoken. And I'm, am I saying Tamil correctly? Yes, actually, you're pronouncing it quite right. Like in the English way, we can say Tamil, but Tamil is actually the more authentic way. Okay. So you're pretty, you're pretty good. I'm, I'm close. Yeah, I'm close. yeah, very close, very, very close. Yeah. How have you noticed Tamil as it's spoken in Singapore? As mm-hmm. it's, um, you know, how does it differ? at all if it does then mm-hmm. tamil as it's spoken in southern india okay so okay so southern india now tamil the spoke the, the spoken tamil and then there's the formal tamil so formal tamil is what you learn in all academic basis like whether it's at school or lit, in literary material and things like that that is pretty much the same everywhere there is no different versions but Spoken Tamil kind of have their own, I want to use the word regional dialect. I'm not sure that's exactly right, but that's the easiest way I can describe it. Okay. In different parts of Tamil Nadu in itself. Like I you, I remember you mentioned you seeing my Instagram post that said that I probably speak Tamil in like three or four different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the spoken Tamil in dif- like from the sector of Tamil Nadu I'm from, which is Nagapatnam, is it's all the same words but just pronounce it in a different form and compared to those that they speak in a main town Chennai okay now the one in Singapore is very alike the one in Chennai in most ways of course we being our multilingual people we will add in some English we'll add in some Chinese we'll add in a little Malay so so it's predominantly devil yeah so like in a sentence you might probably hear a Malay word out of nowhere or you'll find one Chinese word out of but that's I guess the Singaporean um, influence in that but the spoken Tamil wise like it's not that it's difficult to understand the different forms 99% of them are we will know what they're talking about there might be a certain word you're like uh, I'm sorry what's that again and then they'll translate like, oh yes I know that we might just say it slightly differently you know mm-hmm. but even within Tamil Nadu you will hear varied ways the uh, spoken Tamil in itself is being spoken because it has influences from that district or like that mm-hmm. zone in Tamil Nadu that they are at mm-hmm. kind of a thing so yeah that's that, it's actually quite a fascinating to hear if you, you know all like for me I grew up listening to all these versions because I've heard I'll hear the Chennai one and then like I have relatives from other parts of Tamil Nadu and then my own ancestors who come from Nagapatnam although we moved to Singapore in the early like my family moved in the early 70s but we still have a strong touch so I kind of grew up hearing all this I you I can navigate through them really well yeah you know but but uh, for those who are new at it they might be like okay why does it sound different from sector a to sector b mm. it just sounds different but there's not a lot of comprehension issues i don't think it's to okay. that point yeah okay. 
And I guess in, like you said, in Singapore, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot more language mixing just because. Yes. Yes. I mean, even, in, the, even like in the main cities in Tamil Nadu, they send to mix a little English here and there when you're casually speaking. See, mm. it's like, like I said, the, that's why the formal Tamil is like pretty standard everywhere because that is academic that has the level of formalness involved. This is casual. This is like every day. This is like, uh, you know, part of you, part of life, but like you go to the shop, you hang out with a friend. So there's no, um, rigidness to it Mm, okay yeah okay yeah that's so cool I'm I just I love that I love to to understand and try to understand I should say like how language changes you know (laughs) (laughs) I know it is fascinating if you look at it over time yeah yeah it's really interesting Mm -hmm. um let's talk about the language itself how does can you tell us a bit about the structure of Tamil and some of the hallmarks of it like you know, if we hear someone speaking and like, how can we instantly know that they're speaking Tamil? Um, is it tonal? Is it agglutinative? How do we form sentences? What's the grammar structure? Mm-hmm. All okay. that good stuff. <laughs> okay. So the Tamil language in itself has 247 letters. So what? it has, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not that tough. I'll break it down. So there are 12 vowels. 18 consonants and another whole series of letters that are a combination of these 12 and 18. And there is one letter, we call it the Aida Yelte, but like the Aida uh, letter, but not really sure how you, it's like a distinct individual letter. Okay. okay? So total that's 247. So, and we, and we do borrow some letters from the Sanskrit word, uh, lettering system, like Jaha, Sha, like my name is Aisha. So the Sha is actually a Sanskrit letter. Okay. In oh, my name. okay. Yeah. So, so we do have some letters that come from there, but the 247 are the, like the main Tamil letters. So, and yes, it is agglutinative. Okay. I never know how to pronounce that. And the sentences are subject, object, verb, as opposed to English. Okay. So, so if they, so we say he went to school, that will be Avan Pallikku Sendran, where Palli is the school and Sendran is went. Okay. Yeah. And in formal Tamil is very distinct, whether it's male or female or someone of a respect position per se, like someone older than you, regardless of male or female. So, so, so if, if since I said Sendran, that's for he. So mm-hmm. for if it's a she, it will be central. Now, if it's a he or a she who is older, like say a, your parents. So you say like my mom went to the store, you will say central. Central. Yeah. Okay. So if it ends with a ir, it's like someone of a respect position, whether it's uh, older than you or your boss or some basically. So that can, the language has that whole respect. Uh, aspect in there to differentiate it even in colloquial tamil like in colloquial tamil say come like come here will be like va so that's for colloquial for anyone like if you want to say it with a respect like an elderly coming you say vanga vanga okay yeah colloquial tamil doesn't always uh, it it does have the um male female aspect to it but uh, once it comes to the respect they kind of go um generic in that okay yeah so how do you know that is exactly Tamil? I'm not really sure. I guess <laughs> I guess you must be exposed to it. I mean, you will definitely know it's Indian because you know people know that tone to the Indian language. And I guess you should have. I mean, I think the only way they really, really know is if they have heard it somewhere else because it's probably easy to mix it up a little bit at least with Malayalam and like 
I don't think Telugu, but probably no. They might at least consider it's from that sector of the Indian languages or something. Okay. So yeah. if we if we were assuming that you know we're listening to someone and we're guessing either Telugu, Malayalam, or Tamil. Actually, more Malayalam or Tamil. I don't think Telugu is that difficult. That that um, similar, so similar that you will mistake one for the other. Yeah. Okay. So if we're we're down to two guesses now, it's uh-huh. either. Tamil or Malayalam. Okay. What would it be about Tamil that would make us say, "Oh, it's not Malayalam." I mean, for me, I would know the difference because I've heard both. <laughs> but honestly, to from a point of view of someone who has not been exposed to either language, I really am not sure. But to tell you enough, but to tell you something about the similarities between Tamil and Malayalam, I've actually had this happen to me once, where I met a uh, an old neighbor whose mom uh, flew in from Kerala. That's where they speak Malayalam, mm-hmm. and. We were little, so basically, and I was being nice. I was like, you know, saying hi, auntie, and I introduced myself. And I realized she spoke zilch English. Mm. But somehow, when I started talking to her in Tamil, she responded back in Malayalam, and we both understood each other, and we were conversing in two different languages. <laughs> it is so similar that I could make out most of it, like. Um, I could say easily 90% of it and then a little bit like like and then her then that my neighbor walked by she's like how are you talking to my mom I'm like hey it's working I don't know how this is working it's just I was rather young back then so I was like I don't know it's working <laughs> I was mind blown I was like okay this is working I do not know how this is working but it's that's so cool yeah. though That's yeah, like, exactly. Like, like I think it's like Malayalam and Tamil have many similarities to the point that you can actually con. If you are well versed in either language, you can contextually pick it up. Mm. Yeah, but I guess it's because like she is well versed in hers, and she has her Tamil along the way, and I'm well versed, and I have heard Malayalam along the way. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I found that was like totally mind blowing. <laughs> I think that's really, really amazing. Yeah, I think that's really. Amazing. I don't think you can do that with many other languages. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was actually wondering, like, maybe you could do it with like Dutch and Afrikaans. Oh, okay. Maybe you could do it with like German and Dutch. I don't. I don't maybe, know either languages at all. Maybe Spanish and Portuguese. Maybe, maybe that maybe. sounds possible. Maybe, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting thing. <laughs> I'm telling you, I think Indian languages are so fascinating because and, there's like there's so many. Yes, and it's like so I feel like well, you tell me, but I feel like so many people in India have exposure to so many. Well, not necessarily in India, but people who are, I guess, of Indian heritage too. Yeah, like, definitely, because each state in India has its own language. We yeah. don't exactly have dialects per se. We have each state has their own state language, and even within India, like you, like multilingualism kind of came with that to with the, those of Indian heritage from birth for most of us. I wouldn't say right. all because say if you migrated and you really didn't have the opportunity, that's different. But like you at least know like two languages that are Indian based. And then on top of that, you would know English. And that is that at least back in my days, I'm not sure about these days and age, but it used to be a total norm. Like knowing more than two languages, or at least being able to converse. Basically, I won't say fluent, fluent, but like like how I know Hindi, and I'm like very good in Tamil. You know, to mm-hmm. that level at least. Like being able to talk to the grocers or the courier guy or something, some basic sentences, or to find your way in a bus, or like to yeah. look for directions, like basic. You know, your day to day needs. 
knowing it in two languages is used to probably be a completely normal thing for most people mm. you know and then like if you are education you also have english on top of that like we learn even in india they learn english from a very young age just like how we do in most of the countries you know yeah. so so being multi because maybe because we are like they are in a country where each state has their own languages they always have a higher level of like the higher need to be exposed to it one way or the other mm mm-hmm. Yeah so i think that itself kind of ingrained the multilingual thing in most of us <laughs> <laughs> i think that's great and like one thing that i always say on the show is like mm-hmm. i i i recognize that indian south asian people are mm-hmm. more exposed to bilingualism and there's mm-hmm. more opportunity for bilingualism and yes. i want that to be celebrated just as much as we celebrate westerners europeans who go to school to yeah. learn mm-hmm. all these languages like right. i don't want that erasure for you know people of southern asian heritage mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. ignored because like you got these you know people who speak like five languages yeah that's true <laughs> and they're, and they're not getting degrees in all of these languages like they of course of course you know, but a lot of, of the school systems definitely i i believe at least a lot of their school systems do at least include um two like there will be english and like maybe their state language or something like that as a minimum a lot and i i'm not sure i'm accurate in this but indian a lot of indian schools do offer hindi as well Mm-hmm. so you know so there you go three right there at school <laughs> and that's the other blessing about in singapore because i think one of the biggest blessings that indian uh, tamil families have in at home right now is the fact that it is a part of the school curriculum so it like it's something their child will be hearing almost on a daily basis in class and yeah. school is where you spend the most of your time you know so the fact that it's part of the school system is really a big bonus when compared to those from countries where they have to sort their way like communities get together have a sunday school have a, a, a someone who's good enough to teach them gather these children and try to train them it's uh, it's very commendable definitely but i believe that not having that necessity for each and every family at home right now is one of the biggest biggest blessings that we have that actually is keeping the language alive amongst our community per se yeah yeah so that really makes a huge difference having it as part of their childhood you know yeah it does they spend most of the time at school so if it's a part of school that is really one of the key elements that actually gives them a jump start yeah yeah, yeah. that's really important um i was going to ask you a question about the tamil script mm-hmm. and a friend of mine went to sri lanka okay a couple of years ago and brought me back this towel oh yes is this tamil yes sri lankans and, <laughs> and indian tamil speak exact now it's the same tamil but although i the way sri lankans speak it actually is a lot closer to what i told you was formal tamil Mm. the way they speak it itself sounds very formal but it's exactly the same they are, the the letterings we use the script you use everything is the same okay yeah yeah i tried to put this in like i took a picture to put it okay. like, in the the translation okay and i was like it was just it wasn't coming up as anything i was like i have to ask aisha what oh no 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 these are so basically the first two rows are the vowels i told you about Okay. The third row, the first letter, the one with the three dots, that's that either letter that yeah, that distinct one letter that I told you. 
Oh. And the rest of them are, okay. Um, the rest of them, imagine them with dots on top of them. Now, those are the consonants. So these letters are actually the consonant, like each of them are correlating the consonant plus the first vowel. That's exactly oh. what this is. Yeah. So this is, does it say like a, does it say something? They're not words. They are just, it? no, it's just the letters. So it's A, A, E, E, U, U, A, A, I, O, O, Au, Ak, Ka, Nga, Sa, Nya, Da, Na, Ta, Na, Pa, Ma, Ya, Ra, La, Va, Okay, I don't know. Oh, that's supposed to be Ra, La, Ra, and then one other letter is missing. Yeah. Huh. So pretty much that's just the, the order of the letters in the Tamil alphabet, like a concise version. Per se. Oh, that's so, so cool. Just, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I love this, by the way. You know, my, my friend gave it to me. Okay. Because they went to Sri Lanka like, ah, uh, nice. a couple of years ago. Okay. And I was like, I wonder what this says. Like I didn't know if it, I didn't know if it was like a poem or if it was like no, it's a, the letters. It's just the letters. Like that. Um, yeah. So when we're talking about the letters, and mm -hmm. you know there are so many of them. Yes. So how how do how do they change? I mean, how are they like not how do they okay, change? Okay. So basically, like, how they are formed, right? So, yes, so you yes, saw yes. that you saw that. Okay. So, so in your the thing you showed me, so you see that the letter I said ka right so the consonant is ik so ik plus a is ka so that's how the vowel and consonant combine to form that so ik plus a that's the longer one mm -hmm. that's ka ka oh. so ik plus e is ki Ik plus ki. Yeah. Ik plus is, e is ki. Yeah, is plus e is ki. Yeah, but the whole thing is that's why I say most of the letters are just combinations of this. So it comes like a table. Oh. Yeah, so you just combine them, combine them, combine them. So it's like a grid form. And then the arc is just by itself. So that's how the 247 comes. Oh my God. Yeah, so they're not like, like distinct on their own. They're actually combinations. Mm -hmm. So I guess that's what makes it easier because once you see the connection, you can run it down through all the entire list of consonants. Right. Yeah. Um, for this might be a stupid question, but that's a you know it's, it is a lot of letters are we memorizing mm -hmm. them all um like how i guess like how we do abcs so no we don't i don't believe we do that we just like okay uh, so we probably just learn so when we teach at schools they would start with the simple looking letters like da da is just the one that went like one line down and one line to the right so it looks like half a square this one uh let me see yes that's the one that Okay. Yeah. So we'll start with letters like that and pa that looks like uh, just one more line up, etc. So long story short, we will start with a few letters and we will show them how it connects, the, the vowels and mm. consonants connect. So once they see that connection and also once they um, associate words with it, it comes in together. So you do not have, we do not have an A, B, C, D, E, F, G song per se. Now, maybe some, it's, uh, some, someone might have been creative enough to come up with it for <laughs> just the vowels or just the consonants, but not all 247, no. I, I guess that'll just get confusing and out of the way. But we may also teach them to go through the entire row, like 
the entire uh, combination of ik with all the vowels. So that we call it like an entire row. So we will teach them a little bit of the, the we'll teach them the vowels, consonants, and the combination, or we will start with simple letters in the consonants and then bring up the vowels and then say, hey, you can combine them now. Mm. So we start with the easy letters just so it doesn't overwhelm them. And then slowly we'll cover the consonants. And then halfway we will add in like, okay, we have vowels. And then we say, hey, you can connect these two and then add on to them. Okay. Yeah. So in schools, I like, if you just strictly depend on the school, like by the end of the second grade, you will be exposed to all the letters. But as we expose them to the letters, we also add in the words. So they start really creating the connections right there. So we don't just teach the alphabets and then after everything is done that we do the words. I think that's how they did it in my time. But like nowadays, it just makes more sense to the kids if you give them the words that go with it. So you start with simple words and expand as they learn more and more of the connected letters. And then finally, they are well-versed enough to be able to identify the letters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That reminds me, I don't know if it's like a, like a one-to-one comparison, mm-hmm. but I remember in my time, <laughs> many years ago, um, we had to learn phonics in school. Okay, okay. You remember that? Did you yes, have to yeah. learn phonics? And then yeah. we learned like, like the long A, the short okay. A, and the long okay. O. And the, so we had to like learn the sounds and stuff, but like kids don't learn that anymore. They just learn like- Just the letters. <laughs> they just learn the letters. Um, so it's, it like as you're describing it to me uh-huh. it reminded me of that just right, kind of like right. learning how to yeah. make the sounds and how uh-huh. to connect uh-huh. the, the letters like that and I think I think that makes sense like I think it makes yeah. sense to learn an like an alphabet and a language that way because right you, right you know like how it's pronounced, pronounced how it exactly works. and yeah. I think the phonics aspect is I don't know at least this is like just came in my head right now but like it might have been slightly easier in Tamil because you have the distinct letters that makes the sound longer or shorter so and it's based on which vowel is being attached to it mm. yeah so half of them have a longer sound and half of them have a shorter sound so based on that you tend to know whether you're going longer or shorter so I guess that kind of blends in I'm guessing <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but i mean once they start uh like like once they get through halfway they kind of can piece it together and since i guess because they're doing a, a letter com a word combination they kind of strengthens it as they introduce more and more letters mm. so it's not like they're shoved with all 247 and made to memorize that line by line and then they then they don't see the connection because they don't see it with words because i kind of feel like children these days they learn better if they see the connection to where it's going right i don't know maybe it's because when we were growing up we didn't ask questions like the questions they asked i'm like why didn't i ever ask this growing up because it didn't occur to us to ask we were not trained that way but these we kids were are like encouraged to keep yeah. quiet yeah we were like no questions so you like you tell me to read the letters i'll read the letters you tell me words i'll say words but now they're like okay where are these letters going i don't see it so if you show them you can help them see where it's going they tend to catch up way faster. So, you know, so the, the, the teaching methods have kind of developed to kind of cater to that change in our societies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I see this in young children and even teenagers. They're like, tell me where this is going. I'm like, uh, I did ask when I was your age, why are you asking? <laughs> so we kind of have to like, yeah, this is the direction that's yeah. going. And they go and then they click right away and they understand everything. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, can you teach me something to say in Tamil? Like just something easy, something. Okay, I don't know if this is quick. easy because I did come up with a tongue twister. So let's see. <laughs> let's try that. Okay. Karka. Karka. Kasadara. Kasadara. Karpavai. 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 Katrapin. Katrapin. Shrapin. Yes, good. Nelka. Nelka. Adarke. Adalka. Taga. Taga. Nice. <laughs> okay. So what you said was just a pro one of the proverbs in Tamil. It's uh, basically all what it means is to say that you learn all that you need to and you have access to thoroughly without any errors and you make sure to try and live by what you have learned as you go on. Oh, so that's the meaning of it. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Usually mm -hmm. we get to tongue twisters at the end of the episode. So yeah. <laughs> let's, how about this? How about uh -huh. this? Let's, let's see how well I do the second time. Okay. We'll come back to it at the end. Yeah. And yeah. We'll try it. Okay. okay. <laughs> we'll try it the second time. Um, I want to talk about culture, the Tamil okay. culture. Um, uh -huh. And let's talk about where we see it in Singapore, how it's expressed in Singapore, and what some of the influences that um, are present in the Tamil community in Singapore. Okay, so it's, uh, Tamil uh, families are one of the major population, no, I won't say major, like majority in Singapore, we are one of a significant percentage of the population in Singapore. So if you ask where it can be seen, I guess in uh, festivities, uh, we have plenty of, uh, well, Hindu temples are there, Muslim mosques are there and everything, but um, we see the most, I guess you can say we see it in Little India because it's basically concentrated with all the different Tamil shops and uh, every necessity that you need, whether it's garments or groceries or uh, your daily needs or restaurants, everything. So every, although that they are sparsely also in other parts of Singapore, but you find them in the highest concentration in little India. And you more and you always find a lot of signages and announcements that are being like uh, off in the bus interchange and in the train stations and everything that also includes Tamil. So all our train stations have the uh, names and any signages in all four languages. Cool. So you see Tamil pretty much most places that you go. And like I said, the, the kids have it at school from at least the first grade to the 12th grade, mm -hmm. at least. And our colleges do offer Tamil as well, if, okay. if I remember correctly. They did when I was going at least. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is that it's everywhere. There are certain workspaces that we have organizations that are majority Tamil. So you probably hear more Tamil then. You will hear Tamil as needed, like say when families gather or when uh, even the, if workplaces, of course, there's, if it's appropriate, like you're not going to be uh, talking away in Tamil when there are other uh, language people mm -hmm. around and you're not going to be rude. But but as long as there is, uh, it's appropriate and it's um, applicable, you'll probably hear it everywhere. Yeah, it's it's possible. Although I should say that the level that is being heard these days are kind of dwindling a little compared to when we were growing up, probably just because more this English is just simpler. 
mm-hmm. <laughs> you know you hear english media is like a lot more higher now english is everywhere you know and things like that i'm not saying like it's dying or anything like that but it is lower than when i was a child right <laughs> let's say that it's still high but you know it's kind of dwindling which is why the major thing behind the birth of tamil for kids was that to ensure that this dwindling thing takes a turn back up <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I guess you're seeing more in like the younger generations where they're mixing a lot more English and Tamil together. Yes, yes. or they are like, you know, um, gun shy to speak in Tamil when they're outside unless they are only, they are more speak like, yeah, and things like that. And you're kind of really? seeing issues like that. But like it's more like they're worried about making mistakes or they are not and then like if parents are working you know you want to give an instruction you don't want them to go what 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 are you saying you know or like trying to translate it so they just you know, quickly say it in english you know we're having a very rushed lifestyle so one of the things that got the impact was actually the bilingualism at home not just for um, indians it's pretty much for most of the languages we've that we started noticing in the younger culture this happened a couple of years a while ago so we sort of figure that as the adult generation it's up to us to turn that table around yeah yeah, yeah. so the good news is over the last few years we are seeing a huge uh, improvement and not just leaving it to the resigning to fate and say, ah, oh, it's going to die when it dies. No, we're not going to let you die. We, our, and our forefathers worked hard to see that this becomes something that we are even, dare I say, allowed to take for granted. So yeah. I'm not going to let you die, not on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that we have you to, you know, to help that and to help you know, keep the language alive and Thank keep it you. going yes, for the next generation. Yes, because yes it's definitely. important. Yeah, it is, it is. In Singapore, um, so I'm wondering because I'm, I find Singapore like really fascinating. And I think it's so interesting that there's, you know, four different languages mm-hmm. and there's so much culture there and there's so, mm-hmm. so much of a mix. What do you think that Tamil or the, you know, the Indian community in mm-hmm. Singapore, like, what do they have that is like distinctly like that has come into their culture that maybe they got from like Malaysian or maybe they got from like the Chinese that are there? Like, are there any, is there any like mix of like, and maybe in the food or in the music mm-hmm. or in the... I think it will be in a little bit of everything. It's like how mm. I say that when we speak Tamil, there will be one Malay word or one word thrown in. Like when we have our meals, there will be some dish that is, you know, not entirely authentically uh, Tamil. Like if, like we have something called nasi biryani, which is like biryani that you hear in India, but we have our own touch to it. So nasi is rice in Malay. See, that's why I go with this. Like so, nasi goreng. Nasi goreng is fried rice. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Okay. So, so that so sometimes it, it's like, it, how do I put it? Like you've never like we are so you in built with it that there will be some differences. Like you know you may not have that. We we never have that. Oh, that is distinctly Tamil. That is distinctly Malay. That is distinctly Chinese. There will be some mix. Like in our food center, you have mixed all the different cuisines in one place. You know, and everything one will mix and match and try there's a dish called rojak that is basically rojak just means things mixed up together so that will have like sauces from this and food stuff from that and vegetables from here and they all come together so that is just who we are (laughs) you know so like in our festivities i may go for a deepavali um, gathering and find 
not just Indian sweets that there will be something else that there, there will be something maybe Malay or like you know a Chinese dish or like like nasi goreng or something because for us everything is everything we're good yeah. we're happy <laughs> you can feed us anything we'll eat it <laughs> but the thing is that I believe that you know uh, we kind of intermingle for a lot of things whether it's celebrating one another's festivities like along with having four languages we also have because of our multi-ethnic multi-racial societies we celebrate the major um, uh, festivities of a lot uh, all the uh, religion ma- major religions that like we have Chinese New Year we have Eid we have Deepavali we have Christmas we have Good Friday we and the list goes on we have a mm. lot of public holidays <laughs> so you know so the thing is that when we celebrate it's like there will always be um the the different cultures will come together to celebrate you know like like you will you will have you will definitely have a blend a, a mixed uh, Uh, group of friends or uh, colleagues or something who come to each other you will bring like off that they will everything is being celebrated everything is being commemorated together it's not like you sit in your it's not like for segregations it's like we are all in one Mm -hmm. we appreciate our own differences we respect one another for the differences like if if a particular culture needs the space we we watch we enjoy and we watch and we give them the respect and their place you know but uh, that's that's singaporean that is what being a singaporean foreign is all about we <laughs> we appreciate we celebrate we, we, we respect ourselves we respect the differences between uh, one another when we appreciate it and we live together that is yeah. pretty much the whole ideal of being singaporean yeah I yeah that. i have to visit singapore <laughs> yes i sure hope you come <laughs> I, have, I have to visit singapore and i you know i love that too because it's like in new york you know we have a lot of cultural celebrations yes and you know I remember even when I was a kid like we didn't even celebrate like Lunar New Year we Mm -hmm. didn't celebrate Ramadan or anything Mm -hmm. like that but now in New York like we mention it okay that's beautiful and you hear about it on the news and I'm like I wish I heard about that when I was a kid (laughs) like I better late than never right yeah that's true and I mean I'm I'm glad to see that like more people are noticing like Mm -hmm. all the different ethnic holidays yes because technology has expanded the globe right yeah I mean without without the internet where would we be right now (laughs) (laughs) I don't even I don't even know if I want to think about that I know (laughs) But I think it's so cool yeah. to see like cultures, especially like, you know, there's that fusion there because like mm-hmm. we have a lot of different cultures here, but yeah. we don't really have a lot of fusion. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I guess if you want to consider like, you know, Indian American, mm-hmm. you know, dishes, it's, mm-hmm. it's, but that's not really fusion. Yeah. It's just more like a different palette. You know, it's, not I guess. Really, yeah. Um, well, I guess the fusion probably comes from history because the entire formation of Singapore was from these four communities coming in here to start their roots. So mm-hmm. maybe the, the link is probably because it started away from there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because they, it's like, that is how the country started. And, you know, we all do our best to maintain that that's how the country is represented and lives by. Yeah. And that's how it's identified, you know? Well, visit Singapore, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, we welcome you. Now all the borders are opening. <laughs> Tell us about uh, Tamil for Kids. How did you get started? And, uh, you, you know, you talked a little mm-hmm. bit about what your goals were with the platform, yeah. but let us know, you know, what you do with Tamil for Kids and and most importantly, please mm-hmm. tell us uh, how we can find you on social media. 
Okay, so Tamil for Kids is basically an online store and platform where my essential ideal goal is to make Tamil truly as easy as ABCs for our children. Like we, regardless of where, you, which part of uh, the world you are in, you know, although I do have a heavy focus on Singapore and Singaporean Tamil children, because I do tend to help them uh, get towards being ready for their first grade Tamil lessons. However, these material are equally applicable regardless of where in the world that you are at. Like English comes to them rather easily because of all the cartoons and your Disney Plus and your Netflix, you know, mm -hmm. you have a lot of exposure, but without... Um, destroying your English learning abilities and skills, how do you bring on Tamil alongside with that? A lot of people, they get the idea that if they start teaching, their, especially when they're abroad and all by themselves, if they, oh, if I start teaching my kid Tamil, their English learning abilities will be impacted and they'll suffer at school. Yeah. That is the biggest no-no myth. So my goal was to say, hey, you can learn and be bilingual or multilingual side by side. And the best time is really to do it when they are young children because they absorb languages way better than a sponge right. at that age. So, you know, so that's why my focus is primarily on like a pre-primary up to like lower primary children at this point. I may expand to like say entire primary as I go, but uh, well, is this cuter to start with a smaller children? I love the material. <laughs> so we, so right now, what, what started up as just a set of flashcards with AR technology and like a few wall posters. So I went on to designing more of workbooks and other kind of learning medium that these children could easily use to learn Tamil either bilingual mode with English or Tamil just as their own, depending on the material given. So the key is to have them learn by associating with something they already know. Like, you know, the word in English. So I teach you what it is in Tamil. Mm. So I, so some, most, a lot of the materials I came up with on our own under the brand name Tamil for Kids. I also have in curating fun storybooks that other authors have written most of uh, authors from Singapore and India at the moment so all the so I do have a storybook collection that's growing that is from local uh, uh, local talents and like Indian uh, Tamil talents where they are coming up with these uh, uh, being they're becoming authors and they're you know trying to do their part so you know I'm assisting them to spread the word as well and Storybooks, I feel, are also another great way to introduce and make the language enticing for children because they it just brings it to life for them. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge bonding thing that families can do. So, so we have also started doing that, and uh, we do, and I do have a digital platform as well where I'm starting to have interactive games where the children can kind of uh, play around and try to like catch on and learn basic words and things like that. How fun. Yeah. So, you know, hit the technology they like, like the flashcards and the digital platform uh, uses technology uh, because the flashcards are basically you scan it with an app and it says the word and there's an AR technology. So the object plays around the screen and you can hear the word, see the word, as well as a digital platform where they're literally playing. I mean, mm. screen time and these days kids are like, best friend so you know make use of it you know make use a little bit of it yeah. and also and also come up with like simple workbooks that they find not overwhelming but at the same time they enjoy doing it in their playtime mm -hmm. and you know they learn the few words as they go on so that is pretty much what we do you can find us at our website www.tamil-for-kids.com and on social media instagram and facebook we are uh, with the handle tamil for kids 
Oh, that's fantastic. That's wonderful. Thank I will you. add those links into the show notes. Sure, I will add definitely. those links into the show notes for Thank anyone you. who's who's looking for Tamil for their kids. Thank you so yeah. much for this Thank conversation, you. Thank Aisha. You. This is lovely. Yeah, absolutely. And I'd like to end each episode on the same question. But even though we kind of we kind of hinted at what the answer was going to be earlier in the mm-hmm. episode. Um, so I would like to, instead of asking that question, I would just like to try that tongue twister again. Okay. <laughs> let, me re- let me start it so you can repeat after yes, me. Yes, let's, okay? let's do it over. All right. Karka. Karka. Kasadara. Kasadara. Karpavei. Karpavei. Kachapin. Kachapin. Nirka. Nirka. Adarka. Ad- Derka. Taga. Taga. Nicely done. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm going to have to try and work on mm-hmm. it so I can say it faster and faster and faster and faster. Oh, you don't have to say it faster. faster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't have to say it faster because as a proverb, it kind of comes in that, uh, in that case. So it actually, you're good. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. perfect. We did it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> My first Tamil, um, my first proverb. proverb yes so exciting so nice okay. um, and it is about learning which i think you are really excellent at sharing with everyone so yeah. that's kind of one of the reasons i thought this would be perfect for you that's perfect and i yeah. never pass up an opportunity to yeah something new yeah that's something i realized from your podcast because as someone who is willing to explore this many languages you have to be willing to learn <laughs> yes it'd be very Willing to learn, willing mm-hmm. to make mistakes, and willing Definitely. to sound foolish. That is something I'm getting very comfortable hey, I with. Don't think, I, don't, <laughs> I don't think there's anything that's sounding foolish because, you know, it's different. You got to embrace that. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people struggle, though, because, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I know I did, like, mm-hmm. feeling like, oh, people who speak natively, they're going to think I'm stupid. They're going to yes, think, yes. you know, and that's a very hard thing to get over. And just, it is, it is, it know, is. Just yeah. be willing to make the mistakes because... Mm-hmm you know you're worried about being laughed at you know exactly yeah exactly um yeah which is probably why i think kids have an easier time because mm-hmm. they're not as self-conscious as we are yes. although the, these the days baggage. their self-consciousness is coming early on gotta watch it oh, i don't like that yeah i don't like that either but um, you know hey their world is opening up uh, sooner than ours did so yeah yeah so that's something that as growing adults uh, especially if you have children in your influence you have to keep an eye on or like at least you know assure them that it's okay because a lot of them want things to be perfect from the get-go which could be one of the reasons that you know like i was saying that bilingualism was starting to dwindle mm-hmm. could be that's where it all started you know yeah. some, one of the things that we were talking about when we gather in our groups you're like no what is it that's like how is it that we had it so natural and what is this that is changing you got to know what's changing to know what to fix right right exactly yeah so one of the things is to encourage that it's okay if mistakes happen definitely when it's early on because you know it can be fixed and you can get better yeah you know the perfect thing is not that it's more about the progress that you've been making of course of course absolutely yeah well, thank you again for this wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Elias. Very lovely talking to you. Likewise. Before I let you go really quickly, mm-hmm. in Singapore, mm-hmm. in, in Tamil, if mm-hmm. you are, you know, after you've been talking to someone for quite a while mm-hmm. and you're about to go your separate ways, what is the best way to say goodbye? You can just say Nandri Vanakkam. So that's basically like thank you and, you know, greetings to say bye. Nan- yeah, so Nandri Nandri Vanakkam. 
Vanakam. Yes. Nandri Vanakam. Yes. Aisha. Nandri Vanakam. Yeah. Thank you so much. And I will be talking to you soon. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Whoosh, <whistles> whoosh.